Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise for our young people. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, of course, today, as we said earlier, is our youth and our children's Sunday. And my message is always just a little bit different, so I'm not going to preach from up here. I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture and preach from down here. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to need a little bit of help as I go through this, uh, probably from an adult rather than a child. From Jeremiah chapter 1, this is the scripture that was read in your hearing, and I'm going to read again. Uh, verses 4 and 5. The Lord, the word of the Lord came to me. This is Jeremiah speaking. All right, here's Jeremiah writing. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I was formed, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. This is God speaking to Jeremiah. But I want us to hear the Lord speaking to us because God's word is not just for what's written in the day that it was written, but there's always a message for us, all right? So God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, James, Josiah, Reagan, Ty, Logan, Wade, Carter, and Kyler, and Simone, and Jaya, Tegan, well, both of them, <laughs> and Kenton, and Johnny, and Barbara, and Celeste, and amen. God said, before I formed you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And so I want to talk about our message this morning, living the life God wants you to, to live. Uh, thank you again, Brother Simon, for that last song that kind of really ties into this message, living the life that God wants you to live, all right? And I know that, that some of you are young, really young, and uh, but, but you know what I found out? If you pay close attention, uh, just like songs that you learn and things that you pick up and games that you just know how to play, and you play those games. How many of you all have games on your phone, your mom and dad phone or on the computer that you play? Yeah. Sometimes little children are walking around, they're looking for somebody's phone. 
As soon as they see somebody's phone, they want to pick it up and they want to play a game. Yeah, it's interesting playing games, isn't it? So if we can learn those types of things, we can learn about what God wants us, how God wants us to live. How many of us want to know how God wants us to live? I want to know how God wants me to live. Amen. Yes, good. So, so we're going to do this thing, all right? Who can tell me what's in this box? Huh? No. Who, I, I, didn't ask for, I didn't ask for any clues. I said, who can tell me what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Huh? Napkins? What's she say? Tablet. Oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, that's good. You answered one time. Anybody else can tell me what's in the box? It's a gift box. So if it's a gift box, what's in it? A gift. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Who really knows what's in this box? Besides God. Why do I know what's in the box? <laughs> because what? Because I got the box. It's my box. I went to the store. I bought the box. I know what's in this box. All right? I know what's in this box. Only the person who owns the box knows what's in the box. Now, most of the time, we think that we own ourselves. But who really owns us? God. And so, yeah, God knows it's in the box, but the connection I want to make is God owns you, so God knows what's in you that he put there so that you can be the light of the world and do the work that he wants you to do. All right? That's so important. Now, I'm not going to show you what's in the box yet because it's my box. All right? And, and, and if you don't know what's in the box, it's a, it's, it, 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 I need some help. Yeah. Pastor, everybody gets one. It is a mystery to you because you don't know what's in the box. And many times, <laughs> many times life, are you all listening? That's why I want an adult to pass this out. I want y'all to pay attention to me. I want you all to pay attention. I was, I was teaching in Kenya, and I was talking about, I think I shared this last Sunday, how we don't use correct English. <laughs> We're Southerners, and we kind of mess up things. So I want you all to listen. So it's a mystery. And life, life can be a mystery. Life can, now I want you to keep these now. All right, there's a, there's a purpose for you holding on to each one of these, okay? Life can be a mystery. Uh-oh, I forgot one. So since you're already up, I'll put these in order and then follow my order. Life, life can be a mystery. J 
just like sometimes things in the Bible are a mystery. And unless the one who owns the box opens it up to us, okay, Brother Kenton, you're going to have to go a little bit faster. <laughs> wait, 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 I need one. <laughs> yeah, just one. And unless he opens it up, okay, unless he opens it up, which is called revelation, unless God reveals what's in us, we really don't know what he has put in us that will cause us to have a, a meaningful life, not a life without problems. How many of you know that, that life can have problems? Does anybody know that life can have problems? Yeah. So God is not saying you won't have a life without problems, but when God begins to show you what he has placed inside of you, then that begins to help you understand, and just hold on to this one so you'll be ready. That'll begin to help you understand why you're here, okay, why you're born in the first place. Now, we're going to learn some things, okay, because we grow up in family, and I'm going to come back to this one, and we have friends, you know, we, are, we associate with people, and so as we're growing up in our families, we begin to discover some things, right? You begin to discover what you like. Somebody tell me what you really like to do besides playing a game. What do you really like to do? Do what? You really like to praise the Lord. What do you like to do? What? And do what? Play with your friends at the park. That's a good children answers. What do you like to do? Spend time with your family. What do you like to do? Josiah, say it again. Play basketball. Play basketball. Okay, y'all help me out. Just talk a little bit louder. <laughs> you you want to tell me what you like to do? You love going to school? Wow. Uh-huh. Cool. Wonderful. Wonderful. So now, when you start thinking about what you like to do, as you grow older, you're going to begin to do to, to develop some things, okay? So you remember, you, you, you all can be like Jotarius. Jotarius will call me sometime and he'll talk about some things and I'll say, you know, I preached about that. He said, I didn't hear it. So sometimes when you're little, <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear things. That's okay. All right. So you don't, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't pay attention in church that long because, you know, I'll preach a long time. Some adults don't remember what I preach about. So I've told this story, okay? All right, I've told this story about me. When I was a little boy, we lived in the country, and our family was poor, just like a whole lot of folk were. And so in the front porch of the house that we lived in, there was a hole in the floor. And for some reason, my daddy didn't fix the floor because the house didn't belong to us. We were renting the house. But guess what I would do? When I would get my allowance, and it wasn't much now, because there were, at that time, five, six, seven of us, and so it wasn't much. It might have been a quarter. It might have been 10 cents. It might have been, yeah. So you know what I would do? When I would go to town because I loved, what did I love? Huh? Animals, and I loved in particular, cows. 
house. All right. See, they paid somebody paid attention. So when I grew up, my plan was to move to Wisconsin and own a, a dairy farm because I love looking at Holstein cows. How many of you know what a Holstein cow looks like? What the color, what is the color of a Holstein cow? Black and white. And they were they were good milk cows, you know. So I grew up, I love buttermilk and cornbread. Boy, my mama used to churn that milk and get some fresh buttermilk and some hot cornbread. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but anyway, so guess what? Now think about this. Listen to me. Listen to me real good. So I grew up loving animals. And so in the whole of that, the porch floor, that was close to the ground, that was my cow pasture. So I would go to town, daddy would take us into town, and I would buy little animals. And I had a whole farm, and I built a little fence around my animals. Listen, listen, I didn't know, I didn't know that my passion for God's creation was eventually lead me to be a pastor of people. But as a child, God was doing something in me just like he's doing something in you, right? God has something that he has ordained for your life. The word ordained means that God has put this in place for you, all right? God has put something in place for your life. Now, we're talking about, we're talking about living the life that God wants you to live, all right? So now God has put some things in place for you, James, Josiah, Tegan, Reagan, 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 yeah, good. Zion, Logan, Wade, Carter, Kyla, Simone. Amen. And Elise and Robert and Robin. God has put some things in place for all of us. Just like when I was, I mean, you know, I remember that I was, I was not more than six years old because we moved to the house that I grew up in when I was six years old. So in that house, I was, I was under six, but I remember this because this was, God was doing something in me even at six years old. You see, God doesn't wait until you get 40 to do what he wants to do in you. He starts it, he says to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you came forth, before you were ever born, I had already put some things in place for your life. All right? So, so this, is, this, this, is, this, is, this is entitled, this is entitled purpose. Sometimes when you're growing up, People will ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Ooh, yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? You don't know yet. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want? Wait, what do you want to be when you grow up? A what? A football player who loves school. Ooh, that's good. You be a football player, finish college. Yeah, finish college. Don't go signing up for that money before you get your degree because you might get hurt on the field and you can't play anymore and you need that education because you love school. 
Yes, what do you want to be when you grow up? A, a lawyer. Praise the name of Jesus. You know we have a lawyer in the congregation. You don't know who the lawyer is? Stand up, lawyer. Look around. We have a lawyer in the congregation. Yes. Yes. So you can talk to him. Say, say Mr. Mr. Neal, what does it take for me to be a lawyer? And don't get discouraged now because it's a long process. <laughs> but if this is what God has put in you, guess what? You can do it. Do you realize it's not easy being a pastor? You know, this looks like fun. Like Bishop just having a ball. <laughs> I'm having a ball now, but many times I'm not having a ball. So, you know, we ask people, what do you want to be? But what we should ask is, what do you think God has placed in you so that you can be this when you grow up? And then the Bible teaches us as parents, are y'all listening? Train a child up in the way that he is bent. There's a leaning. So as parents, we're supposed to have the wisdom to pay attention to you, look, in, look at your life, and see the things that, that you're really, really interested in and help move you in that direction. Right? So that when you're old, the Bible says you won't depart from it. But all of this deals with purpose. It deals with purpose. And guess what? God, God can, can give us purpose because God is sovereign. Can anybody tell me what sovereign means? Now, that's a big word. I was, in, I was in church one day, and this old lady was reading the Bible, and she got to a word she didn't understand. She said, big word, and she kept on reading. <laughs> <laughs> and we did just what you all are doing. We just burst out and laughed. Yeah, God is sovereign, meaning that God is so powerful. He is the, he is, he is the only true and living God. He is the creator. God can do what he wants to do, the way he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. So God, can, God gives you purpose. God knows why you are in this life. He knows why there's life in your body. He knows the reason that you were born. And he has spoken purpose. He's placed, hold up the purpose sign. Who has purpose? Who has purpose? Who has the purpose sign? Are you all following me? Hold up the purpose sign. Yes, purpose. Say, I have purpose. Because the sovereign God has placed purpose inside of me. Now, now, so now if I'm going to live the life that God wants me to live, all right, I understand that he owns the box. And I may not be able to see what's inside of it right now, but as I grow older, things begin to unfold, all right? I still know what's in the box. You can't see. But remember, what's the first sign I gave you? All of you have life. Life can be a mystery, all right? What's the next one? 
And because of that mystery, God begins to reveal to you what, yes, what he has placed inside of you, all right, which deals with your purpose, all right, all right, and because it deals with your purpose, what's the last one? He's sovereign. Sometimes we argue with God. God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but if this is what God has placed inside of you, if this is your purpose, your blessing is in fulfilling your purpose. Your blessing. Is... Now, let me go on. Three more, and we'll be done. So I want to live the life that God wants me to live, all right? One of the things that I have to understand, what's this word? Unique. What does unique mean? Simone, what does unique mean? Special, yes. Carter? Different but in a good way, good. Anybody else? Yes. You can do things that someone else can't because you're unique. Unique means one of a kind. Guess what, Simone? You're one of a kind. You may have two sisters and a mom and a daddy, but you are one of a kind. Kayla? Kayla? Kyla? Kyla, how many sisters and brothers do you have? Two, but you are one of a kind. That's not another Kyla. Carter? I know Kingston is, yeah, he, he's rising on the scene. But guess what, Carter? You are one of a kind. Wait, you're one of a kind. Jordan, you're one of a kind. Zai, you're one of a kind. You are unique. Reagan, you're one of a kind. Josh, Josiah, you're one of a kind. Josiah, do you know what your name means? Your name means supported by God. I want you to remember that. Joe comes from the root word Yeshua, a God that means God. It's a Hebrew word, a Hebrew name. And Josiah was a king. If you remember, a long time ago I told you that. Amen. Supported by God. There are going to be a lot of stuff to come up against your life. Guess who's on your side? God is on your side. You're supported by God. James? You know, James was one of the brothers of Jesus. He was an apostle. My goodness. Tegan, you're one of a kind. No, that's not another Tegan. You are unique. Now, this is so important in living the life that God wants you to live. You see, in this life, we're all, there's this thing about, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. And then you have your friends that you go to the park and play with. And sometimes some of those friends may do some things that, that are not good. All right? But remember who you are because there's this thing about the, the peer pressure. Anybody ever heard of peer pressure? There's this other thing that's called, <laughs> it's called herd mentality. All right? Herd mentality. What is a herd? H-E-R-D. A herd of cows, a sheep, or a herd of animals. So, you know, growing up in the country, my dad had cows, and the man across the road from us had more cows than dad had, but there was always this lead cow. 
All right, the lead cow would lead, stop eating, they'd start leading. Everybody else would follow them. All the other cows would follow that lead cow. Guess what? You are unique. Be careful who you follow. Be very careful who you follow because everybody doesn't recognize your uniqueness nor what God has placed inside of you, all right? Be careful who your, your community is. Now, of course, you have a family that you, you know, that, that you had no choice in picking, so hopefully, <laughs> say amen. We just were born into a family. So we pray that our family is a good family that's going to teach us good things, all right? But be careful as you grow, wait, as you get older, be careful who you associate with. God has given you a community. The best community that God has given you is called the community of faith. The community of faith. Now, everybody in the church is not perfect. All right, so let's just wipe that slate off. People do things wrong. People make mistakes, all right? Everybody who claims the name of Jesus doesn't love Jesus. But it's up to each one of us to know Christ for ourselves and make sure that we stay in the community of faith because in the community of faith, people are going to help you walk into your purpose. Somebody hold up the purpose sign. I want y'all to hold on to these purpose. The community of faith is going to help you. Your parents who are believers are part of the community of faith. Right? Your friends who are believers are part of your community of faith. Your church family is a part of your community of faith. And you want to stay in the community of faith. As you get older, and you start making up your decision about where you're going to be and where you're going to go. You may go off to college somewhere, but always remember the community of faith. Always. Because the community of faith is important. And that community is going to help you live out your purpose. And as you live out your purpose, your life will be pleasing to God. As you live out your God-given purpose, your life will be pleasing to God. Amen. Now, when my life is pleasing to God, remember I said, in everybody's life, there's going to be what? Trouble, right? Just like, how many of you enjoy the sunshine? How many of you like it when it rains? Let's see, we get old answers now. <laughs> Well, I do too. <laughs> Why don't you like it when it rains? Because you can't do what? You can't go outside and play. But guess what? It takes the rain in order for the grass to grow, in order for the food to grow, in order for the air to be clean. God knows what he's doing when he sends the sunshine and the rain. So when you have trouble in your life, if you know how to look to God, he will take that trouble and help you grow, help you become a better person, right? And then as you, as, you, as you live out your purpose, you find out that God is pleased. There's a song that, that we sang somewhere along the way that says, I want to make you smile. What's that song? Smile. 
Want to make you smile? Want to make God smile? They don't remember the song. What's the word, Slayer? Amen. All right. So we want to make God smile. Guess what? Your life is pleasing to God. Won't always be days when it's just sunshine. There'll be some days when the when it's foggy. Do you all remember just last week there was this hail storm? Did anybody? It was the hail was coming down like like sheets, just ice. And I ran to the window and looked out, and I said, my goodness, I saw ice accumulating on the lawn. Sometimes life can be like that. But, yeah, whatever you said. I didn't hear everything you said, but there's something about that hailstorm. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So life can be like that, but God will take it all and mix it together. And give you a life that's happy, that's filled with joy, peace, contentment. Some of those words you don't understand, but it's all a part of living a life that's pleasing to God. Now, I want you, I want you to keep these. This is the scripture, uh, a life that's pleasing <laughs> You see, you see how adults drift off sometimes? <laughs> and I want, us to I want us to read this together. As everybody gets it, as everybody gets this, I want us to read this together. Can we read it together? One, two, three, let's go. Before I formed you in the womb, knew you, before you were born, appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Amen. Now, God is not necessarily saying that he appointed you a prophet to the nation, but God knew you before you were born. God spoke purpose in your life before you were born. God already knew you and already set things in motion for your life. Now, I want to pray. I want you to hold on to this now. I hope you like the print. I kind of tried to find the font that you all might like. Go home and get your, ask your parents to buy you a frame and put this on the wall in your room, okay? Or put, or put a, get, a, get, a, uh, get, a, get a refrigerator magnet and put it on the refrigerator, okay? And keep this, keep this scripture. Keep this scripture and learn this scripture and recite this scripture over and over again. Let's, let's pray. Can you all stand? So, Lord, every, every head bowed. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for our young people. Thank you, Lord, for your purposes. Thank you that you knew all of us, just like you spoke to Jeremiah. You knew all of us before we were ever formed. You knew us before we were ever born. We may not understand that process, but you're God. You're sovereign. And we thank you, Lord, that you being who you are, you knew all of us. 
you've created, you, 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 you formed us. You birthed us into this world with purpose. I pray for each one of these young children, teenagers and children alike. I pray for all of us, Lord, that we will understand the reason for which we are living and that we will live out our purpose because that's where fulfillment is and that's the life that you will be pleased with. Open up the eyes of our understanding from the youngest to the oldest. God, speak to us. Help us to understand even if we don't understand it all today. Cause us to remember what you've spoken into us today so that as we grow, as we live our lives, we will understand the fact that you have created us with purpose. We're full of your spirit. Things that are mysterious to us right now, you will reveal that to us later on. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. If there, before we, before we go, if there's anyone who's not accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, and you want to do that today, I want to give you that opportunity. If you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, lift up your hand. Is anybody that wants to rededicate their lives to the Lord, lift up your hands. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, because I want you to keep those, I brought you an envelope to put everything in. All right? Because I want you to hold on to each one of those. These are a little bit bigger, but that's okay. And I want you to go back and ask your parents to go back over those sheets with you and help you to understand what Bishop talked about today. All right? Now, how many of you want to know what's in the box? <laughs> but what I intended to do was have one of these inside of the box but you're doing what I want you to do. I want you to put that in the envelope and I want you to write your name on it. I want you to write your name on that envelope and think about what's inside of you that God put there. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's stand. Father, thank you for this time in your presence. We thank you again for our young people, Lord. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst. Lord, we humbly submit to you because when you called us forth as tabernacle of praise, you called us for a purpose and you placed us in the earth realm for a purpose. Help us not only as individuals, but help us as a congregation to fulfill our purpose so that you're pleased and we are blessed. As we depart this sanctuary, we ask you, Lord, to keep us forever in your presence. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen.
I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.